Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. First and foremost, we got the much anticipated CPI print. CPI, of course, stands for Consumer uh, Price Index. This is what you and I pay at the store. Expectations were 7.3 year on year, 0.3 headline month on month. And we once again were exceeded it to the downside. Core CPI or headline CPI came in at 7.1. Probably most importantly is the month on month. It came in at 0.1. So uh, we must go through yesterday's daily financial news and figure out who called 7-1 first. Yes, we will go through the list, see who called 7-1 first, work out a way to send them one of these t-shirts. So thank you for playing along. Uh, I have a lot of fun guessing. It's it's kind of fun and entertaining. Uh, but what we also have is we have core inflation. Core inflation, again, is something that I keep trying to highlight. For you and I, it is going to be much more important because it is proving to be stickier. Core inflation also came down. It came down to 6% from 6.1. Also, it came in at a month-on-month reading of only 0.1. Let's talk about headline versus core, right? The media, CNBC, Bloomberg, all of these other channels, they're going to talk about 7.1. They're going to talk about the trend line. They're going to talk about acceleration. They're going to talk about and say things like inflation is over. Remember what I keep highlighting. There are three components of inflation. What we are seeing today is the easy stuff. Most folks are extrapolating the easy stuff to a full story, and I believe that is a mistake. For example, let's go back to peak inflation. If you don't recall, peak inflation or headline was 9.1. What was core inflation when we got a headline print of 9.1. The answer, 6%. Think about that. Headline was 9.1, core was 6%. Fast forward to today. Headline is 7.1, core, 6%. Again, what is in headline that's not in core? It's essentially energy and food. We have seen energy back up. We have seen food accelerate. But again, inside core, owner's equivalent rent still going up. Here are some numbers. Again, the delta. Inflation is not over. I know, and I've seen articles already this morning. Chief economist of blah, blah, blah. Chief economist of so-and-so. Inflation is over. Stick a fork in it. Sorry, folks. I hate to tell you there's three components. There's the easy there's the hard, and then the really, really hard. I think we get to 6% in Q1. 
I think we can get to 4% by Q3. And then we have years of 3.5 to 4.1, 4.2. It's just, we have this structural deglobalization. We have wage inflation. And eventually these other channels will pick up on it. These other talking heads will pick up on it. So don't be surprised. Inflation is not over. Not over. But to that end, we can continue with the story. The Fed is winning. The Fed is winning. That is good news. The Fed is winning, right? We are getting higher and higher to the terminal rate. We will learn tomorrow. I think tomorrow, 50 basis point comes. It's a no-brainer at this point. I think the story is, does the Fed paint a vision where February 1st will be another step down? And if you follow my channel, you know I have believed for months we would get 50 in December, 25 in February, 25 in March. I haven't changed my mind. Uh, I've called that for months, and I believe that is what is coming. Some people are going to call for a pause in February. I don't believe you can do that because, again, remember, core is still 6%. Core was, again, 6% when headline peaked at 9.1. Core is still 6% when headline is 7.1. I think the Fed knows this. I think they will just keep raising a quarter at a time, which, again, Gets us closer to terminal rate, just at a slower rate. Uh, some of the numbers we got, used cars down 2.9%, airlines down 3%. Uh, we did get shelter, which is roughly 30% of CPI, up 0.6%, where rental property was actually up 0.8%. Again, just rental property all by itself, up 7.3%. That is in core. That is not in headline. So again, remember, the Fed is winning. That's good news. What is coming off is the easy stuff, i.e. physical goods, commodities, shipping. We will get to 6% headline inflation pretty quickly. I do not believe we get to 4%. From 6 to 4 will be quarters. And then from 4 to 2 will be years. I haven't changed my opinion. Housing crash is canceled. Yes, folks, I believe the housing crash is canceled. Again, this is all about probabilities, not absolutes. If you were following my channel probably six or seven weeks ago, you know, there was talk about 10% mortgage rates. And I was like, I don't see it, but maybe, right? I believe the Fed meeting last week or uh, the, the Fed discussion a couple weeks ago took uh, a terminal rate of 6% or 7% off the table, now 6%. I stand by my 5% call. What that has done is it's brought the terminal rate down. It also collapsed the spread that banks will charge because of risk. So I believe there's a couple of things going on that, you know, this housing crash story that you hear on lots of other channels needs to stop. One, builders. Remember what I talked about builders. I said builders, yes, they have a lot of, they have finished product coming to market that they can't sell. What are they going to do? They are going to sell them off to private equity, hedge funds, some of, you know, American homes for rent, invitation homes. And that's exactly what's happening. Lennar is just the latest example to sell 5,000 homes. Why is this? Isn't that a sign, Michael, that the housing crash is coming? No, just no. They're going to take a bunch of product. They're going to ship it off to somebody who can cut them a big ass check. They're going to reduce their inventory. They're going to replenish their cash coffers and they will build slower. 
Anytime there's a pivot in the market, you get got. So that's what they're doing. They're fixing that and they will baseline. New home construction will crater. It's what may pull the economy into a recession. Second, active inventory, folks, is falling just like I said it was. If you remember, I actually have it on my board right over here. John Wake and I had a bet that by the end of December, Phoenix market, the most destroyed market by iBuyers, would actually have declining uh, inventory. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at one rental at a time and go back in my timeline and see that I have followed up with John every month. And John sent me a note December 1st. Michael, I think you're right. I owe you a dollar. This iBuyer thing, they've stopped buying. Now they're selling. They're becoming iSellers. They will be out of the market by the end of Q1. Also, we have not only demand destruction, but supply destruction. And last but not least, we have the 10-year note crashing. I've had to rewrite this three times today. It's now at 3.44, down 16 basis points. We could see 30-year mortgage rates below 6% by middle of January. I believe 6% does not send us off to the races. Please hear me now. Just because the housing crash is canceled doesn't mean we have a boom. In fact, I've never thought we have either. I thought we had a decade of appreciation in two years. So we are going to have a slow, boring slog going forward. And I've heard from agents just in the last week that the tick down in rates sub seven has actually started some more offers. So again, it's happening, folks. We are not interested in returning to the crazy environment of six or nine months ago. We're just bringing marginal buyers back. If we bring back 5, 7, 10, 12% of buyers into a market with inventory falling, prices stabilize. And of course, builders stop producing as much, prices stabilize. So again, as I have been calling for six months now, we are going to get what I've talked about, in my opinion. So we shall see. So again, the housing market crash is canceled. 30-year mortgages will be under 6% sometime between now and the end of Q1. Inventory is crashing because of supply destruction, which we haven't seen since 1980s. We are going to see the housing turnover ratio increase. Housing turnover. Average person stays eight years. That will increase going forward. Right? There are people. We have talked about them a lot. 50% of residential owners have a mortgage under four fixed for 30 years. They're not going anywhere. They're just not going anywhere. So again, housing crash canceled. I will happily report that SBF was arrested in the Bahamas yesterday. I do find it a little interesting that they arrested him yesterday versus tonight. Because as you recall, he was supposed to be interrogated, questioned in front of Congress, I believe, today. So they arrest him yesterday, so he doesn't talk today. I don't know. Could we have waited one more day? Maybe he was a flight risk. Who knows? I don't know. But it does seem like we missed an opportunity uh, to hear some cocky Mamie stories. But regardless, this fraudster is arrested. Uh, He hopefully, again, once proven guilty, uh, will serve the rest of his life in jail. I hope it was worth it. And it wasn't, I am sure. 
Acquisition, something that I didn't uh, report on yesterday that we are going to see more and more and more is as cost of capital goes up, you're going to start to see more and more companies use their cash balance to buy companies in cash. So we had Weber, Weber, you know, the grill, they're going private for $8.05 a share. We have Comp, Compu, Software. I don't know how to say that. Anyways, software company being bought for $6.15 billion. And then finally, Horizon Therapeutics being bought for $26 billion. And just to remind you something we've talked about, Kathy Wood's stocks six, nine months ago. I believe Kathy Wood's, uh, how should I say this? Best opportunity for returns is her innovative stocks, her money losing stocks get acquired. I suspect if you look at her uh, list of stocks that she owns, I suspect her best outcome is 30 to 50% of those companies get bought, get taken out and part of bigger organizations. They will get bought for a premium, no doubt. Uh, but again, I think that's her best hope because a lot of those companies are burning cash. And if they don't get bought, they're going to go to zero. And then she loses as her investors lose as well. Uh, and then inflation. Again, we have to talk about this. I saw an article right before I hit go that said, I want to make sure I quote this correctly. This is Paul Ashworth, chief economist at Capital Economics. Smart guy, I think, right? Chief economist. You can't make this stuff up. In the last half hour, maybe 45 minutes, he has said, stick a fork in it. Inflation is done. Folks, don't buy that. Please don't buy that. Inflation is a complex thing. Inflation, again, has three components. I don't know why economists don't see this. There is stuff, physical goods. Yes, crashing as it should. Then there is the housing component. Rent. Housing is you know, we just got it today. Rent is up 0.8 or 7.3% year on year. Dude, it's not coming down. Rent or housing is 32% of CPI. It's up, buddy. What are you what are you smoking? And then finally, there is the structural, the US economy. Frankly, the world economy is changing. We are deglobalizing. What we have learned coming out of this pandemic is some people don't like us. We need to fix that. We have national security concerns when we rely on others who at a moment's notice could implement policy that hurts us. That is a structural change to our economy. And that will take years to play out. So again, I think we go from 9-1 to 6 relatively quickly. We got the reading of 7-1 today. I would suspect we are at 5.8 to 6.1 by the end of Q3, or I'm sorry, the end of the third month, the end of March, so Q1. I believe we get from 6 to 4, end of Q3, so that'd be like September, and then the real work begins from 4 to 2. That will be years in the making. So again, that's what I got for you today. What else do I got? Oracle was the big number from yesterday. They beat top line, beat bottom line, but gave a light forecast. I suspect uh, the market will be up big today because, again, rates came down. You can watch our daily financial news. 
We actually talked about what would happen if CPI was seven. I think we talked about it being from seven to seven, two came in at seven, one. So the market's going to be up several percentage points today, right? The Fed is winning soft landing. Chances are increasing. Tomorrow's a big day. We get our 50 basis points. We get the dot plot and we get Jerome Powell. And again, what I expect is we will get talk of slowing rate increases. Some people like Jeremy Siegel will talk about a pause February 1st. I believe that is wrong. You can't have a pause in February when core is still 6%, Jeremy. I don't get it. But in the in the end, folks, today is Tuesday, December 13th. I hope you have an amazing day. Like, subscribe, comment. Become part of the One Rental at a Time family. And hey, if anybody out there wants to give some Christmas gifts, we have One Rental at a Time, 15 conversations with real estate millionaires. On my website, you can buy both of these in hard copy and I will autograph them for you. So, hey, if you want to give a great gift, get two books with some autographs and some cute little sayings, let me know. Buy it online. I will mail them out um, within 24 to 48 hours. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.